Hello and welcome to MDG the podcast, a podcast with the experts in the field of microbiology, teaching us about the world we live in and how bacillus is shaping it. As always, the podcast was brought to you by Microbial Discovery Group. Visit MDG at mdgbio.com. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Judd Reminger. I am the creative lead here at MDG, and also I'll be your host for MDG the podcast. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk about the trends in microbial industry. We'll discuss the insight gathered across the industry in 2021 and what's coming up in 2022. My guest is the CEO of a microbial discovery group, Mike King. Mike, how are we doing today? Doing good. How are you? Great. I thank you for being on the podcast. I'm super excited about the topic. We can jump right in. And obviously, we just finished 2021. So in order to move forward, we always have to look back. As we know, 2021 will impact the upcoming year. So what did the industry experience this year that will shape it for the next year? You know, Judd, that, that's an interesting question. You know, definitely 2021, and I'll group that with 2020, was quite interesting times, right? We had a lot of global political and biosecurity challenges. And, and I think many will think, I'll, I'll start talking about the pandemic, COVID. But in reality, long before that, we were getting hit by issues. So, for instance, there were a lot of trade restrictions and tariffs that were going on. And, and, and if you were in the animal industry, that created a lot of issues and concern. You know, speaking of animals, there was a virus running around. So long before COVID, there was African swine fever. And it, it's still an issue today. And so that virus is running around other countries. There's a lot of fear that it's going to come into the U.S. And so it creates 72-day custom holds on, say, fermentation media and things like that. So now add on top of that the pandemic and, and what that's done to labor. But it also affects your raw material and plastic availability. As I mentioned, labor but shipping constraints, I think we're all dealing with a lot of delays in shipping. And, and so it's been really interesting times. So we do see that carrying forward into 2022, the, these global political and biosecurity challenges. Now, in a way, that's it's worked out for MDG being a U.S.-based manufacturer. Uh, I think more companies are recognizing you know, how the impact of all these challenges and what that effect that can have. And so us being a U.S.-based manufacturer has really benefited our customers and, and helped in many ways. But I will add to that, because of these biosecurity challenges, because of the political nature of things right now, we're also seeing what I call a growth polarity, right? So co companies seem to be going to one end of the spectrum. So there are some companies that are saying, hey, we'll just wait this out. We'll wait out the pandemic. We'll wait out the labor. And, and so they've stopped innovating. They've stopped manufacturing. They're, they're not educating their sales force, things like that. And, and, and so I, I see many groups going into a hibernation, waiting for this pandemic to end. But I've also seen it's a select few that are, are looking to grow. Mm -hmm. They're looking to gain market share during this time. They're saying, hey, what can we do while others are sleeping? And, and that's been interesting. It actually, it's been quite fun because companies now that maybe were more transactional, more commodity, just place the order, get materials. Now, companies are coming forward and saying, help us grow. And in fact, they're, they're saying, what are we doing wrong? And, and asking our perspective. It's about being proactive in, in the market. And obviously, you have conversations with industry leaders all throughout the year. 
What are the most exciting trends you kind of see in the upcoming year now based on what you've had those conversations with? I'd say I group that into kind of three areas. And, and now I'm, I'm going to mainly talk about this growth group. The, the ones that are kind of waiting things out, uh, you know, we've, we've seen they've kind of died down a lot like a lot of the restaurants around here. As you also see, there are some restaurants that are thriving right now. And, and so I would say the same things go on in the industry. And so I, I see multiple things that these companies that are trying to thrive rather than survive are doing. For one, they're getting deeper into sustainability and, and even traceability. If you're in the animal plant side of things, traceability becomes an issue. But sustainability, they've got not only a now, but also a long-term focus. So they're starting to ask about carbon emissions. They're starting to say, how can we help them be carbon neutral? But even some groups are saying, taking it to the next level. How can we play a role in sequestering carbon? How can we be a, a positive on that side? And, and so that is creating a new focus for a lot of companies, even the chemical companies that maybe in the past more transactional are saying, hey, I, we appreciate your price and being competitive, but help us figure out this carbon side of things. And so I think that is, uh, that's a little bit more new than I'm, I'm used to seeing. And, and refreshing for me, I've, I've been in this microbial business for almost 20 years now. And I see, especially in these growth companies, they're looking for solutions instead of products. Now, let's back up maybe uh, 20 years ago. Microbials, uh, I'd say a little bit more of a fad. You know, hey, we've got a microbial product. We're green. We're environmentally friendly. That, that's all great. But then they, they would just add that microbial product to their current chemical product line. And I, I understand that. But I wouldn't see that they were truly looking for solutions. In fact, I would say maybe they were looking for a story, mm -hmm. a little more sizzle, if you will. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was a competitive space 20 years ago. And so to say you had a microbial product, that was kind of the end thing to do. But now as we get into dealing with antibiotics and antibiotic resistance and pesticides and harsh chemicals people are they're not looking for a story they're looking to solve a problem and that's exciting for us i mean we get so excited to solve a problem we forget to have a business sometimes <laughs> that uh you know that's really neat but but one one last thing with this growth group something that we're seeing is these companies that are really looking to grow especially in this this complicated time they're starting to say, what are the barriers that are preventing them from growing? I, we're not used to companies asking those questions. And, and we are seeing that they are in these predictable, stage-based scaling strategy growth barriers. And, and so companies are now starting to ask us to help them because they're maybe in the transactional environment they were in before. They weren't asking for help. They're asking for help now. And, and that's pretty neat for us. Yeah, it's more of a cohesive group than just a couple individuals dictating. I want to see that trend to keep going in 2022 for sure. Yeah. Now, out of all the markets utilizing microbial-based products, which do you expect will see the largest growth in 2022? Not just for the industry as a whole, but also for MDG. If I was a betting man, <laughs> I, I would say it's, it's human probiotics. You know, we'll, we'll continue to grow in our environmental sectors. We'll continue to grow in animals. But what I see, and we're, we're putting a lot of capital into, is the human probiotic market. 
and you see the industry growing, you're seeing acceptance of bacillus. I'll give you a number here. So we looked at it not too long ago, and in Europe, bacillus-based human probiotics were something like 1% of the market. But here in the U.S., it was closer to 13%. So there's a more rapid acceptance of bacillus-based products. For instance, this week I was looking at a YouTube video on, on small intestine bacterial outgrowth and they were even recommending bacillus-based products. And to me, there's a lot of good science there because you, you think about bacillus, it doesn't always germinate in every part of the gut. So you can localize the ability of bacillus and how they do that. And I believe this bacillus-based human probiotics, that, that will be big growth. Uh, we're adding fermenters to continue with that. We'll be expanding our, our blending and, and even packaging capacity for our customers down the road. M more on the bulk side that as we support our customers. Now, as you said earlier, you've been in the industry for your entire career. So I know we're focusing on 2021 and the learnings, but let's zoom out even further. Uh, you've seen a lot of companies succeed and then struggle when it comes to their microbial business. With the exciting outlook as many companies have for 2022, a fresh start, you know, going, you always have the goals that you want to set for 2022 and try to hit them. How is MDG helping companies overcome their growth barriers? That's a really good question. If you take a step back, and I think if you, even if you read HBRs around strategy, they mention that so many companies have the exact same strategy. And, and that's really that least cost model. Everybody's doing least cost. And as we meet companies, you see them all doing the exact same plan. And, and so they're all in this kind of race to zero right now, uh, least cost. And, and as you continue in the pandemic, you'll see them that they're being even more and more conservative. But again, I keep telling you about these growth groups, the ones that are saying, hey, we're going to double down and gain market share in this time. We see that they're innovating. We're seeing that they're adding capital equipment. They're adding people. And again, I keep using the word refreshing partnering with us like I've never seen before. They're saying, hey, w take a look at our company and what do you think is holding back our microbial growth? You know, maybe in the past, you know, microbes would be 5% of their product line, but as the industry's changing, that's expanding and, and people are seeing there's big opportunities in microbials. And and so we typically, when we look at these company, companies, we see maybe three typical barriers to growth. First and foremost is Salesforce penetration. I, I bet you if, if we've got any product line managers or sales managers out there, I bet you if you did a portfolio analysis, probably somewhere between three to 16% of your Salesforce are selling your microbial products. So imagine if you could get 80% yeah. of your sales force to sell those products. And so they're not selling them for very predictable, even psychological reasons. There's reasons they're not selling those microbial products. And so we tend to help companies through that. Another thing that we hear is that there's no internal momentum that, you know, maybe that sales manager, maybe that product line manager is excited about really pushing these, these microbial products because it can create such, so much growth and profit for their companies. But internally, they're being blocked. They're, and if you look at it, the, you know, without the education and the services and the resources that you need, it's going to be really hard to gain that momentum in, inside your own company. And so we just say, hey, don't go it alone. We have so much education and services 
that will help with that. And even more so, as we work with those companies, they might have a new rollout that they want to do. But as we look closer, they don't have what I call a stage-based scaling strategy. They don't, they don't have a strategy to scale that. And, and so we'll often sit down with them and say, okay, what stage of growth are you in, right? You might be an early business group. You might be in the diversification group. Fast forward a few years, you'll be in the consolidation group because you're over diversified. And then as you try to go even global, you know, that consolidation happens even more. But now you've also got to make all these different products, registrations in 30 countries and 10 different languages, right? Yeah. And, and so helping companies to first realize where they are in their stage of growth and then also helping them to recognize what's coming helps them develop a better scaling strategy. And, and so we'll, we'll help companies do that, look at where they are, look at what stage of growth they're in, then how do we help them with the Salesforce issues, and then how do we provide them the microbial internal resources they need to gain momentum in the company, right? And, and so yeah, a lot of people think of us as, as technical support, but we're marketing support, we're, we help with production, regulatory, and so on and so forth. So as these, these growth companies are, are really pushing forward in 2022, 2023, while the others are sleeping, these are the types of activities that we find ourselves doing these days. Yeah, and it's also like a lot of teamwork. You're partnering with them and, and, and working with them, which is great. And on the lines of teamwork, I know we can't go a podcast without talking about Feed Clean Save. I know the vision for Feed Clean Save came while visiting developing countries. MDG's products help feed clean and save the environment. So where does the drive for local community volunteering and and how do we see that affecting almost even multiplying in 2022? That hits home. That hits home. Thanks for asking that question. Yeah, as you mentioned, you know, our, our company, our vision is Feed Clean Save the World. And, you know, we're in, we're in so much animal feed. We're, you know, we're helping to clean up polluted soil and all that. And, but, you know, the, the local side of what we do uh, really came about even as I was writing the business plan for MDG. You know, I... Everybody likes to start projects, right? You're writing that business plan, you're 90% done. But that last 10%, it's a killer. It's a killer. You know, the finite detail of getting that plan done. And, you know, I started to get a little down. I, you know, I was starting to question if this was really going to happen. And, um, you know, I heard on, on the radio that you need to go sow a seed. If you're getting down about things, go sow a seed. Help somebody else. And so I went and worked at a, a food pantry locally. And then I got to see folks that, that had lack, that they were doing without, you know, just coming that day for food. Uh, my job was milk and water, going and pouring and filling their glasses. And I can tell you, it's, it, it does something to you when you're filling up the milk glass of a small child who maybe didn't get much that day. And I, I tell you, there's, there's the origins of a lot of what we do at the local side, because if you're like me, you know, your day gets so full of to-do lists and trying to get this done and trying to achieve that. And, and uh, sometimes you lose sight of the great things that your vision is doing, the feed clean side of the world. So we, we make it a habit of at least quarterly, if not more, go out locally and give back, pay it forward. And, you know, you go there thinking you're there to help them, but in, in many ways they're helping you. 
and, and recognizing, hey, we're on this earth just a short time. And if we can do good things in what we do with our work, that purpose beyond paycheck, that's, that's pretty special to me. So, and, and we need that reminder of, of what our overall vision does. And so to, to give back locally, that's, for me at least, it's, it's an amazing thing. But what I'm the most absolute excited about is we're starting to be able to go back out into the community and do these local projects. So if you look at last year, we went worked at the Victory Gardens. Mm-hmm. We uh, worked at an urban ecology center, clean up garbage. Uh, even more recently, we work at the River West Food Pantry. So as, as hopefully this pandemic will start to lose its grip a little bit, I want to get back out with the people and, and, and work with people at food pantries and, and, and give back in that way. And I'm, I'm just telling you, when you're doing that kind of thing, it, it, makes, it, it makes your everyday work have so much more purpose because we're, we're just not going to be here forever. So the, the more that we can give back in 2022, uh, I think we're, we're really planting a seed for our own future in many ways. Agree, 100%. And I just want to thank you for sitting down with me. It's always nice to see you. Thank you for being on the podcast. Is there anything else you want to get out? Just, it's, a, it's amazing to see the things we accomplish every day. And, and we're just nothing without our people. I believe it day in and day out. And even this podcast is an example of that. So I'm just amazed by just the creativity and, and the, the drive of so many of our people. And I'm just so thankful and blessed to be surrounded by so many wonderful people. So I'll keep making coffee as long as you all keep doing all that great work. Yeah, and be on the lookout for MBG on 2022 because we have a lot of fun and exciting things happening here inside the building, and we're ready to have a great outlook towards this upcoming year. So, Mike, again, I want to thank you for being on the podcast, and thank you to all the listeners. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Take care. If you have any questions, please email us at info at nbgbio.com. Also, make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast and rate us. I want to thank you very much. And for everyone else, we'll see you later.